0: This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration and motivation for today. Well, hey everyone. I'm Eric Nordoff and you're listening to another episode of Courage Cast. These last few days I've been talking about the book Soul Keeping by John Ortberg and today will be the last time I talk about the book but I highly recommend it. It's just one of my favorite books especially if you're feeling a sense of needing some something to speak to your soul, to speak deep within you and this definitely does that. And once again, the conversations between John Ortberg and Dallas Willard, his mentor, really inspired me the most, and this is another one of those. And uh, this is where Dallas Willard begins to share with John Ortberg the importance of a blessing. And I'm just going to read straight from the book. My friend Dallas used to tell me churches should do seminars on how to bless and not curse others. I thought that was simply a cute saying. I should have known better. But for me, blessing had become an irremediably trite church cliche. Somebody sneezes and someone else will thoughtlessly say, God bless you. Although we'd be surprised if God actually did. Or it becomes a way to dress gossip up in Sunday clothes. She can't take care of her own children. God bless her. It's a phrase pastors used at the door on Sunday after the service when they felt they should say something spiritual, but they didn't know what else to say. Or it's a safe hospital prayer. If I pray, God, heal this cancer, my reputation is on the line. But if I pray for blessing, it's hard for anyone to prove I'm a prayer failure. Then one day I got a seminar from Dallas on how to bless. I was with my wife and daughter. There were other people in the room, but this was really for us. There are two great words in the Bible, Dallas said, that describe the posture of our souls toward other people. One is to bless, the other is to curse. We are creatures with wills, and in every encounter with other people, we will what is good for them, or we fail to do so. We will what is bad. We cannot help ourselves." Blessing is not just a word. Blessing is the projection of good into the life of another. We must think it and feel it and will it. We communicate it with our bodies. Blessing is kind of like an ancient dance of hokey pokey. Before you finish, you have to put your whole self in. Blessing is done by the soul. In Genesis, Isaac was about to give his blessing to his son. He asked his son to prepare him a meal first and give it to him to eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. The idea that the blessing comes from the soul is repeated again later in the story when Jacob sneaks in to appropriate the blessing that would have gone to his brother Esau. I will eat of my son's venison that my soul may bless you. It's instructive that Isaac wants food so that he can bless, will the good. Psychologist Roy Baumeister, the preeminent researcher on willpower in our day, notes that the single greatest predictor of whether judges will bless convicts with parole is how recently they, the judges, have eaten. The word soul returns when Esau found out what had happened and asked that his father's soul may bless him. This sequence of eating, soul blessing is repeated three times. By eating, Isaac increases his soul. In the blessing, the soul forcefully expresses itself to empower the soul of the other. In each case, it's not simply Isaac who blesses. The blessing comes from Isaac's soul. It is so deep and real that once it has been given, it cannot be revoked. It is so simply desired that Esau is panic-stricken at the prospect of losing it. Bless me, Even me also, O my father. So we sat together, my wife and my oldest daughter, Laura and I, as Dallas taught us how to bless. He began by quoting the world's oldest blessing, which God gave to Aaron to bless the people of Israel. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Blessing and cursing are not compartmentalized Bible words at all. They are simply the two ways we treat people. They are as inescapable as breathing out and breathing in. We are acutely sensitive in our souls to being blessed or being cursed. I was driving in downtown Menlo Park coming out of a meeting where we were making ministry plans to help people learn the love of God. I was getting ready to make a left turn. The driver coming from my right didn't have her turn signal on, so I thought she would go past. I began to inch forward to make my turn. Turns out she did turn left, but because I had inched forward, she had to adjust her turn. She just glared at me with that expression that says, don't you know how to drive? I found myself getting angry immediately. She was condemning me, and the human heart hates to be condemned. I want to jump out of my car, force her to stop and scream. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my, it was your fault. You didn't use your turn signal, but now you're blaming me. How dare you? I even wanted to add, your heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. I didn't say anything because it just wasn't practical to do that on the street. And because I recognized her, she goes to my church. So I just gave her the blessing sign. I used to think cursing someone meant swearing at them or putting a hex on them, so it was pretty easy to avoid because I do not swear much or do hexes. But as I listened to Dallas, I realized how wrong I had been. You can curse someone with an eyebrow. You can curse someone with a shrugged shoulder. I have seen a husband curse a wife by leaving just the tiniest delay before saying, Of course I love you. The better you know someone, the more subtly and cruelly you can curse them. The reason we are so sensitive, Dallas said, is that our souls were made to be blessed and cannot survive without the blessing. So he continued to instruct us in how to do it. Blessing takes time, so don't hurry. One of the difficulties of blessing nowadays is that you may have to grab onto someone to get them to hold still long enough to receive it. Receiving a blessing is as much an art as giving one. We think we're unworthy or we start to plan on giving a blessing back. Blessing giving should be asymmetrical. It's not a form of barter. It's grace. Turn to the one you want to bless. Look into their eyes. You are not simply blessing anyone at random. Allow your mind to focus on this particular individual, the one before you. The Lord bless you. This means may the Lord constantly bring good into your life. Like food goes into the body, words go into the soul. The Lord keep you. Dallas says this means I am willing that God should protect her, that the care and sacrificial love of Christ poured out on the cross should guard all that is sacred and precious about the person. Think about these words that you say, Dallas told us. Look in their eyes. Underline the word you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. If you wonder about this, Dallas said, think about the face of a grandparent doting on a grandchild. Dallas has one granddaughter, and she was with us at the time. I looked at her face as he said these words. She was beaming, shining. Your face was meant to shine, he said. Glory always shines. Glory was meant to be shared. The Lord lift his countenance upon you. Lifting up a countenance is what we do to let someone know we are fully present. It is an act of self-giving. The first time I tried to kiss Nancy, she turned her face to the side, so all I got was a section of her cheek to kiss. But the day came, when she did not turn to the side, when she lifted up her countenance to me. Finally, give you peace, unthreatened, undisturbed peace. As I looked into my daughter's eyes and said this, the same eyes I remember looking into proudly for the first time more than two and a half decades ago, my eyes filled with tears, and so did mine that day. And the soul felt it's worth. I love this. I love the idea that we bless and we curse. We can bless with a look, we can bless, we can curse with a look. And we can we can do all of this in mere seconds. And so our souls are are made to be either blessed or cursed. Our souls thrive with blessing, and it dies with cursing. So I want to ask you, number one, are you blessing or cursing yourself today? I feel led to ask that. Are you blessing or cursing yourself today? What is your self-talk? How are you speaking to your soul today? And what are some ways that you can stop that and begin to speak blessing to yourself, of reminding yourself. One of the ways that comes to mind is listening to Who I Am in Christ, the free download on CourageousCommunity.com. Go to CourageousCommunity.com and just listen to the download, the one-hour free audio download of what God says about you in His Word. That's a way. You're blessing yourself for a full hour. What a way to start the day or to, to, to end your day. And then I want to ask you, how are you blessing? Are you blessing and cursing others? How Are you blessing and cursing your family? Which one is it? Are you blessing your family or are you cursing your family? Are there things you're doing to your wife or your husband, saying to your wife or your husband, saying to your children, that are cursing them in actuality? If you feel any sense of conviction, don't don't feel ashamed or guilty. Just take it to the Lord and commit to blessing your family, blessing your friends, blessing those around you that matter, blessing your business partners, those that you work with, Be thankful and grateful. It's really tough to curse anyone when you're in a a position of just thankfulness and gratefulness to the Lord for what He gives you and taking Him with you. It's almost impossible to do that and curse, curse someone else. So, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. This book is amazing. Again, Soul Keeping by John Ortberg. I have no influence at all. Uh, I don't get anything back from recommending it. It just was a book that really impacted me on my vacation, and I hope it impacts you if you choose to pick it up and read it or listen to it on Audible. It's a great listen. Well, next week is going to be a great week. I've got some messages planned, and Probably they probably will go several weeks, but these are really getting to the core of what I hope to speak to you on a daily basis. The whole idea of five days a week is to start your day, every day of the work day, with true encouragement of knowing whose you are, what He thinks about you, and how you take on your day. And These are meant to just be listened to, short 10-minute encouragements, but you can listen to them multiple times throughout the day to build up that courage inside of you of knowing your identity in Christ, and being able to attack the day and, and do the things that you know you, you're supposed to do, but sometimes you fear doing or you lack the faith to do. Well, this is going to fill you up with that. I'm excited about these messages for next week and the weeks to come. I appreciate you, friends. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you again on another episode of Courage Cast.